0: The Birth of Jesus Mary was a beautiful young woman who had been taught to believe in God and in the prophets. One day, the Lord sent the angel Gabriel to Mary with this message. Hail, thou that art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Mary was troubled, because she was not sure what the angel meant. He continued, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. Mary remembered one of the prophecies concerning the Savior. A Jewish girl was to be the Savior's mother. Could it be possible that she was to be that chosen one? Mary listened carefully while the angel told her more. Gabriel said that Jesus would be called the Son of the Highest. Mary was still puzzled and asked the angel how she could possibly have this baby. She was planning to marry Joseph, but he was not yet her husband. The angel answered, with God all things are possible. Then he explained that Mary's child was to be God's son, his only earthly son. This was startling news, but because of Mary's faith and humility, she believed everything Gabriel told her. Her heart was filled with joy. No other daughter of God had ever been so blessed. In her gentle way, Mary replied, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Mary wanted more than anything else to do the will of her Father in Heaven. Joseph loved Mary and wanted her to be his wife, but when he found out she was going to have a baby, he decided to quietly call off their marriage. Then the angel Gabriel visited Joseph in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Joseph now understood and took Mary to be his wife. He was happy that the long foretold coming of the Savior was at hand, and that Mary, whom he loved, was to be the mother of the Savior. A few months later, in the spring of the year, Caesar Augustus, ruler of the Roman Empire, sent out a decree that every man in the empire must return to the city of his ancestors to pay his tax. Joseph had to go to Bethlehem. Because Mary was about to have the baby, she was very uncomfortable. The journey was long and hard for her. But when they reached Bethlehem, things were even worse. The city was so crowded with all the people who had come to pay their taxes that there was not one room left for Mary and Joseph. Every inn was full. Finally, they found shelter in the only place they could, a stable. While they were staying in the stable, Mary's baby was born, and they called him Jesus. Straw was carefully arranged in a manger to make a bed for the baby. Tenderly, Mary wrapped her tiny son in swaddling clothes and put him in the manger. When she looked at him, she realized that he was a miracle. She was his mother, and God was his father. Every child is a spirit child of God, but Jesus was also an earthly child of God. Jesus is the only earthly child of God ever born into this world. Because he was the only begotten Son of God, Jesus would be able to do the important work that God had called him to do in this life. That night, shepherds near Bethlehem were tending their sheep. Suddenly the skies became bright, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. The shepherds were frightened, but an angel appeared to them, saying, Fear not! For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. As the angel spoke, a multitude of heavenly hosts appeared, praising God. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. After the angels left, the shepherds hurried to see this special baby. Just as the angel had said, they found Mary and Joseph in a stable and the babe lying in a manger. Looking down at the newborn child, they knew he was indeed the Christ who would be the Savior. Reverently, they knelt to worship him, thanking God that they had been so blessed. The shepherds told Mary and Joseph about the angels and their message. Then they returned to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for the wonderful things they had seen and heard. Happiness and joy filled their hearts, because they were the first men to see and to testify of the Christ. They were righteous men, and had been chosen for such an honor because they had obeyed God's laws. The shepherds in Bethlehem were not the only ones who knew of the birth of Jesus. On the other side of the world, where the Nephites and Lamanites lived, a strange thing happened. The sun went down at the close of day, but the sky did not get dark. It was as light as noontime all night long. Samuel, a Lamanite prophet, had come among the Nephites five years before. He told the people of the signs which would appear when the Son of God was born. Samuel said there would be a day, a night and a day of continuous light and that a new star would appear. The Nephites saw that the light remained even after the sun had gone down. They also saw a new star in the sky. They knew that the prophecies of Samuel were being fulfilled, and they fell to the earth in amazement. The Nephites lived far away from Bethlehem, but Heavenly Father wanted them to know that his son had been born. When the baby was eight days old, he was given the name that Gabriel had told to both Mary and Joseph. Jesus, which means Savior. While Jesus was still a baby, Mary and Joseph took him to the temple in Jerusalem. The law of Moses said that the firstborn son of each family was to be presented in the temple, and that the mother was to give an offering. Mary offered a pair of young turtle doves, which are like pigeons, A man named Simeon was prompted by the Holy Spirit to go to the temple that same day. He was a righteous man who had studied the words of the prophets and was patiently awaiting the coming Messiah. Simeon had been promised through the power of the Holy Ghost that he would not die until he had seen the Christ. When he walked into the temple He saw Mary and Joseph and the baby. Simeon felt a wonderful feeling within him. He recognized that it was the Spirit testifying that this baby was the Son of God. Happily, he reached out and took the baby in his arms, knowing that at last the Savior had come. Simeon praised God. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. While he held the baby, Simeon prophesied that Jesus would fulfill a great mission, and that he would be a blessing to all people. Simeon then blessed Mary and Joseph, and told Mary of the terrible suffering she would have to endure because of the way her son would be treated. A prophetess by the name of Anna was also in the temple that day. Her husband had died when they had been married for only seven years. After that she had served in the temple for eighty-four years. She was more than 100 years old. When Anna entered the room and saw Jesus, she stopped, sensing that there was something different about this baby. Then she knew. The Spirit of God bore testimony within her that he was the Messiah. Joy filled Anna's whole being, and she gave thanks to God for the great blessings she had received. Anna wanted everyone to know the wonderful news and spent the rest of her life telling any who would listen that the Messiah had come. Joseph and Mary took the baby Jesus and returned to their home. Mary cared for him just as every mother cares for her child. She kissed his little face and hands when she fed him. She cuddled and protected him. She loved Jesus very much. Herod was the king at that time. He was a cruel and greedy man who had put many people to death because he did not want anyone to take his place as king. One day King Herod was visited by some wise men from the east. These wise men had seen the bright, beautiful new star and knew that it was a sign that the Messiah had been born. Grateful for the wonderful news, the wise men had come to find the Messiah and worship him. Following the star, they arrived in Jerusalem and stopped at the palace of King Herod. They hoped to learn more about the newborn Messiah. The wise men asked King Herod, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him a new king of the Jews, Herod was very upset. He would allow no one to be king except himself. He called all the learned men of his kingdom together and asked them where the promised Messiah was to be born. They answered, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet Micah, King Herod was very clever as well as very cruel, and pretended to be excited about the Messiah. He told the wise men, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, eh, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. The wise men left, and with a star leading the way, they soon came to the house where Mary... Joseph and the child were staying. The wise men fell to their knees and worshipped Jesus. They gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. God warned the wise men in a dream that they should not return to Herod because Herod wanted to kill Jesus, not worship him. So they traveled to their own country without going through Jerusalem. King Herod soon realized that the wise men had left without reporting back to him. He became more and more angry about the rumors that a king of the Jews had been born. Finally, his jealousy became so great that he ordered that all the children under the age of two within his kingdom be put to death. God sent an angel to warn Joseph of the danger. The angel told Joseph to take Mary and Jesus to Egypt and assured Joseph that he would be told when it was safe to return. Joseph quickly obeyed, leaving with Mary and Jesus while it was still night. King Herod caused much sorrow in the land through his wickedness, but he did not succeed in killing the king of the Jews. Soon afterward, Herod died a very painful death. The angel then directed Joseph to take Mary and young Jesus back home to Nazareth, where Jesus could grow and learn and prepare for his mission in life. Jesus was not born with all knowledge and understanding. While he grew, he increased in wisdom and knowledge. When he was twelve years old, his parents traveled to Jerusalem, where for eight days they celebrated the feast of the Passover with family and friends. After the feast, Mary and Joseph started for home, thinking that Jesus was with the crowd of travelers. But after looking for him and not being able to find him, they became worried. Quickly they returned to Jerusalem. They searched the city, and after three days, finally found Jesus in the temple, sitting among the learned men. He was listening to them and asking questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his knowledge and understanding. Mary asked Jesus, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. Jesus replied, How is it that ye sought me? wished ye not that I must be about my Father's business?" Those listening did not understand that Jesus meant he was doing Heavenly Father's work. Even at the age of twelve, Jesus knew he had an important mission to perform on this earth. Savior performs miracles. One day after teaching the people, Jesus and his disciples climbed aboard a boat to cross the Sea of Galilee. Jesus was tired and made his way to the back of the boat. He lay down on a pillow and fell into a deep sleep. While the ship glided through the water, a terrible storm crept across the sea. Clouds of darkness filled the sky. The wind and waves whipped against the boat, tossing it wildly. Still, Jesus slept. Water washed into the boat, and the disciples were terrified. They knew they were in great danger. Then they remembered the miracles he had performed. So they went to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Jesus asked them, Why are ye fearful? Then he rose to his feet and looked out through the darkness of the fearsome night into the roaring wind over the stormy sea and calmly commanded, Peace, be still. The wind stopped. The sea was still. Waves lapped quietly against the sides of the wooden boat. Turning to the disciples, Jesus gently asked, Where is your faith? The men marveled. What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? The disciples did not have enough faith to stop the storm themselves, but they did have faith in Jesus. They knew he could save them from the terrible storm, and he did. On another occasion, Jesus and the apostles were so busy teaching that they had not taken time to eat. They crossed the Sea of Galilee to a place where they could be alone, but some of the people saw them leave and followed on foot along the shore. The people wanted to be near Jesus. They felt peaceful and calm inside when he spoke to them about Heavenly Father. While they hurried along the edge of the water, others came from nearby cities and joined them. When the ship landed, Jesus and the Apostles climbed a nearby hillside. It was the spring of the year, and the grass was fresh and green. At last they could eat and relax. But while Jesus rested, he noticed that the crowd of people that had followed them had gathered at the bottom of the hill. Jesus was tired, but his heart was touched. They were like sheep without a shepherd, lovingly Jesus welcomed them all and spent the rest of the day teaching them and healing their sick. When evening came, the apostles suggested that Jesus send the people to find food in the nearby villages. They had been there many hours and were hungry. It was a chance for Jesus finally to get the rest he needed. But Jesus was not thinking of himself. He said, They need not depart, give ye them to eat. The apostles were surprised. They wondered how they could feed so many people. They knew they did not have enough money to buy food for such a large crowd. Andrew, one of the twelve, said, There is a lad here who hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Jesus answered, Bring them hither to me. He asked the multitude to sit down on the grass, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and he blessed them. Jesus then broke the loaves, divided the fish, and asked his apostles to serve the people. And they did all eat and were filled. Five thousand men, plus women and children, were in the group, and they were all fed from five loaves and two fish. Jesus did not want anything wasted, so he said to his apostles, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. The apostles each took a basket and gathered all that remained. The leftovers filled all twelve baskets. The men who witnessed this miracle said, This is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. After teaching and feeding the 5,000, Jesus instructed the apostles to sail the ship back across the Sea of Galilee. Then he sent the people to their homes and went up the mountainside alone to pray. During the night a storm arose. The wind blew fiercely and the apostles were unable to use the sails. The rough waters and ferocious wind made rowing difficult. Even though some of the disciples were strong and experienced seamen, they were able to row only a short distance. Battling against the storm, they realized they were in grave danger. While praying in the mountains, Jesus became aware of their danger, and he went to help them. While they struggled in the dark with their boat, the apostles suddenly caught sight of a person walking on the water. At first they feared it was an evil spirit. Then the calm, familiar voice of Jesus called to them, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. When they realized it was Jesus, their fear left, they knew he had come to help them. Peter called out, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Come, Jesus replied. Peter climbed out of the ship and started toward Jesus. His strong faith helped him walk on the water as easily as if he were walking on dry land. But when the powerful wind blew around him and the waves of the sea rose and fell, his faith weakened and he became frightened. As soon as Peter began to doubt, he sank into the sea. Lord, save me, he cried out to Jesus. Immediately. Jesus reached out and took Peter by the hand. O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Then taking Peter by the hand, Jesus walked to the ship. When they climbed aboard, the violent wind stopped, and the stormy sea was calmed. Then the apostles worshipped Jesus, saying, of a truth, Thou art the Son of God." In Jerusalem, there was an unusual pool of water called Bethesda. Every so often, the water in the pool would bubble for a short time. Many of the people were superstitious and thought that an angel came down into the pool and troubled the water. They also believed that when the bubbling stopped, The first person to step into the water would be cured of any diseases he had. The pool had five porches around it. On these porches, great crowds of crippled and sick people waited for the water to bubble. When it stopped, everyone would rush to be the first to enter the pool. Each one wanted to be the person who would be healed. Among these people, a man who had been sick for thirty-eight years was lying on a thin mattress. Because of his disease, he moved very slowly, and was unable to enter the pool first. More than anything else, he wanted to be able to stand and walk to be like other men. One Sabbath day, when Jesus was in Jerusalem, he walked near the pool of Bethesda. When Jesus saw the man, he asked, Wilt thou be made whole? The man looked up at Jesus and answered, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I am coming another steppeth down before me. Feeling great love for the man and recognizing his faith, Jesus said to him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. Immediately, strength returned to the man's body so that he could move his arms and legs. He could flex and stretch his muscles. He felt wonderful. He obediently picked up his bed and walked. For many years, the man had hardly been able to move. Now, because of his faith and through Jesus' healing power, he had been completely healed. The Savior Heals the Sick. One day in Capernaum, a centurion stopped Jesus. The centurion was a Gentile, but he loved the Jews and had helped build them a synagogue. The centurion said to Jesus, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. As always, Jesus was full of compassion and answered, I will come and heal him. But the humble centurion did not want to bother Jesus. Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldst come to my home, he said, but speak the word, and my servant shall be healed. The centurion explained, I am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. The centurion knew that his soldiers would obey his commands even if he were not present. He had faith that Jesus could likewise command the servant to be made well even if Jesus did not go in person to heal him. The people who followed Jesus marveled at what they heard. Turning to his followers, Jesus praised the great faith of the centurion, saying, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go thy way. And as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And at that very moment, far away in the centurion's house, the servant who had been about to die was healed of his palsy. One day, while Jesus was teaching the people, a man named Jairus, who was a ruler of the synagogue, fell at Jesus' feet, pleading for help. My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Knowing of Jairus' great faith and love for his only daughter, Jesus immediately started for Jairus' home. A large crowd of people followed. Among them was a woman who had suffered for twelve years because of a serious illness. She had spent all she owned for doctors, but instead of being cured, Her illness was growing worse. She had heard about Jesus and his teachings and had decided that only he could help her. While she followed Jesus, she knew that with so many people around him, she would not be able to get his attention. She believed that if she could just touch his clothes, she would be made whole. She struggled through the crowd to get closer to Jesus. Finally, with great faith, she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' robe. And immediately, she felt the sickness leave her body. Feeling the healing power leave him, Jesus stopped and asked, Who touched my clothes? Surprised, Peter said, Master, the multitude throng thee, and press thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? Somebody hath touched me, Jesus answered, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. Fearing that Jesus might be angry with her, the woman stepped forward. In front of all the multitude she told Jesus why she had touched his robe. But Jesus was not angry. He was pleased with her faith. He said to her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. As the grateful woman left, a man came to Jairus with the news. Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? But Jesus said to Jairus, Fear not, believe only and she shall be made whole. When they entered Jairus' house, they were greeted by a noisy group of mourners who were crying loudly and playing flutes according to the custom of the day. Jesus silenced them, saying, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. The mourners laughed and scorned Jesus, but he calmly sent them away. When all was peaceful in the house, Jesus entered the room where the twelve-year-old girl lay. Jairus and his wife loved their daughter and trusted in Jesus to help her. But even they were astonished when Jesus took the hand of the lifeless girl and said, Maid, arise! And the girl stood and walked. Jesus told her grateful parents to feed her And to tell no one what he had done. But the news of this great miracle spread rapidly through the land. Jesus and his disciples were walking in Jerusalem when they saw a poor blind man begging at the side of the road. He had been blind since birth and had never seen the beauties of life. The disciples wondered why the man had been born blind. They knew that before coming to this life, we all lived with our Heavenly Father as his spirit children. They wondered if the man had been born blind because of some sin he had committed before birth. They did not understand that some special hardships like blindness may be given to good people to become blessings in their lives. They asked Jesus, Did this man do something wrong to cause his blindness, or is he blind because of something his parents did? Jesus said, Neither the parents nor the man have caused his blindness. Then with great love Jesus continued teaching, I am the light of the world, and he shall see. Then Jesus mixed moisture from his mouth with dirt to make mud. He placed the mud on the beggar's eyes and commanded, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam. This command gave the man a chance to show his faith by doing what Jesus asked. Soon the beggar joyfully returned. He was able to see the beautiful world for the first time. But more important he had gained a testimony that Jesus loved him and was truly the light of the world.